Hi, friends. Welcome to the Faithful Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Baker. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen. You can find me at faithfulpodcast.podbean.com or on Instagram at faithfulpodcast. If you enjoy this podcast, please take a few moments to leave me a review on iTunes. Reviews are super important to help other people find the podcast. This is part two of my interview with Lauren Scurry. If you've not listened to part one yet, make sure that you do that right away. Lauren is a friend from my time at Texas A&M University, and she shares about her experience with the stillbirth of her daughter, June. This story is filled with sorrow, but it is also filled with the hope that only Jesus gives. So here is part two of my interview with Lauren. So um, can you share a little bit with us about how this going through this experience has changed your um, your view or your relationship with God? Yeah, it's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I said before, you know, I feel like I came from knowing of him to knowing mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like Job okay. says, you know, I've heard of you, but now I know you mm. after he had lost everything and, and had an encounter with God. Yeah. And, um, I guess, I mean, I learned that he's sovereign. Um, mm. he's going to do what he's going to do mm. and it's going to be good. Yeah. And even if you don't feel that or see that it is good. I mean, he, that's his nature is good. So you can't ask, is this going to turn out good? Because it is, it is good. Mm. Um, it might not feel good. Right. And um, I wrote a quote when I was writing my story a while back that has like haunted me ever since. And it's how small are we to wish our will on God's sovereign plan just because it shields us from unwanted pain. Mm. Can you say that one more time? Yeah. How small are we to wish our will on God's sovereign plan just because it shields us from unwanted pain? Wow. <laughs> That's a lot of theology in a, in one little <laughs> statement. That was, I think that was God typing right there because yeah. I went back and read and I was like, wow. Man. I wrote that? Yeah. Oh, man. That's haunted me ever since. <laughs> um, That's yeah, good so, He's sovereign and he's good. And, mm-hmm. you know, and he goes before us. Um, there are so many things that I see when looking back now, I can see that God was preparing me for this. Um, and through tiny details, like he cares about the details. He's in the details. Um, I mean, like, for example, this journal that I um, I got it as a gift. I was at If Gathering, and it's, um, I guess I donated to something, and I got this journal. It's a May Designs journal. Oh, okay. uh, it has a, it's beautiful. It has a beautiful picture, which I could show you, but um, of a little boy with a bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a beautiful picture that Esther Havens photographer took. And so they collaborated and made this and, and I got this, um, I don't know, half a year before any of this happened. So 
um, I needed a journal to journal through all of this. And so I just like picked up my next journal and this was it. And mm-hmm. I started writing and, um, I don't know, I guess I don't remember at what point, but I looked at Tom and I said, Tom, what is on the front of this journal? It's like, Oh, little boy with a bow and arrow. And I was like, that is a young warrior. Mm. And I mean, I was almost finished with this journal at the time. Like this journal, like God knew. Yeah. He knew. And so, um, and then I open up the journal, Stephanie, when I'm preparing for this and I hadn't read through it in a long time. And I guess I started before I knew I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. I started writing in here in 2017. And the first thing I write is a, a prayer that's almost like a psalm. Mm. And I mean, it's just spilling with things about um, God's goodness and saying yes to God. And um, even when you're scared and um, His mercy through trials and um, turning my sorrow into joy and anger into trust and tears into laughter and all these things that only God could know what was going to be in this journal. Right. And so, I mean... There are countless other things. Um, the I think the main thing was um, I don't know if you if you mind if I read this. Um, it's a short prayer that I wrote like two days before I had that appointment. Okay. Um, it says, "God, what is this tugging, pulling, overflowing in my heart?" You're preparing me for something. I just have a resting, peaceful feeling that my baby, your baby, are going to, oh, sorry, your baby you're giving us is special, like life-giving, joy-flowing, God-glorifying, odds-overcoming special. You're writing my story, and the setting is Dallas. Why? Mm. And two days later, I had that appointment. Yeah in which we found out about June. And so, I mean, he was so good to go before me and pave this path and put my heart in a place where I was prepared to hear what I heard. Wow. That's, that's really cool. That I think the, the timing of that is just so incredible. And I think those kind of little things that a lot of people might say, Oh, wow. Look at this coincidence. It's, Mm -hmm. No, I mean, like, there's so much of God at work in your story and in um, what He is doing, this this big sovereign plan that mm-hmm. we're just, you know, we have our, our parts in that. But we have our parts, and if we don't say yes, you know, yeah. we're missing out. God can still do what He's going to do, mm. you know, without us, but we're yeah. missing out on those blessings. Oh, definitely. Um, if we don't say yes. Oh, man. Um, yeah. I mean, there's been so many times in just each day where God gives you a choice. You know, are you going to be obedient to this? Are you going to love this person that's really difficult to love? Mm-hmm. Are you going to um, give in this way that I'm calling you to give, even though it's scary? But mm. when we do, I mean, I, I've i never looked back and been like, why did I do that? Right. <laughs> why did I listen? I mean, it was always... You know, even when it was really, I mean, especially when it was really challenging, I guess, that's when when I see God's faithfulness. Yeah. And those yeses are so hard because you have a choice. Like in this, I didn't have a choice. 
Mm. I did not have a choice. So I chose to, you know, my choice was I'm going to go through this in a way that's going to glorify you Mm. because it's going to happen regardless. Right. And I didn't have a choice, but on some of these things God calls us to, we really have a choice. And it's hard to say yes in that really is. Yeah. Um, well, I, you're kind of talking about this, but how, how do you feel like, um, or what helps you to stay faithful in, um, in those difficult times? Remembering. Yeah. yeah. Like remembering, like we have to set our stones of remembrance so that we have something, whether that's writing in a journal, you know, sharing, you know, I don't know, putting things around your house that'll help you remember um, of God's faithfulness in the, you know, in hard times. Because when things are going good, sometimes I forget. I forget my intense need for Him. Oh, yeah. Man. And so um, going back and reading through my journals or, you know, um, some of my writings that I did with Ebco. Mm-hmm. So yeah. definitely remembering. I think that's so cool that you have these writings in this way that, you know, you can look back at and um, your journaling is a real, I'm, I've used to journal a lot and I haven't in a long time. And it's kind of inspiring me to do that because we do go through crazy stuff sometimes. And we are like, man, God, you were so good in that. And then five minutes later, we're like the Israelites, and we're like, what have you done for me today, God? Like, where are you? You're going to desert right. me now? And he's right. He's like, golly, you, we just went through this together like five minutes ago, Stephanie. I'm the Israelites. So yeah. we're, oh, we're just the same. Yeah. Um, so um, what kind of advice would you give to uh, maybe a Christian who's dealing with the loss of a child? Um, I think one of the, a really important thing I learned is that you can't compare grief, whether, um, it doesn't matter what kind of loss you have, you know, if it's miscarriage, if it's stillborn, if it's losing an eight month baby, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't compare the grief. It is very real. Right. And it is, um, overwhelming Mm. the grief is let it let sit in the grief let it overwhelm you like validate it but you have to share you know you have to share with people you have to find a community um of people that have gone through it Mm. you know or people that are going to love you through it and people that are going to validate that pain and that grief no matter how big or how small right and um I was loved so well by a friend who on the same day that we had our stillbirth, she lost an eight month baby girl. Oh gosh. We got connected after that Mm. and she loved me so well. And when I sit back and try to compare our grief, I'm just like, why, why is she loving me through this? through my pain when her pain has to be so much more, but it doesn't matter. You can't compare the grief. Mm. You just love. And she loved me so well. And it really helped me um, 
through my healing was her friendship. Um, and so God will bring people to you and open up yourself to people, community counseling. I mm. went to counseling a, a while later. I didn't know that I needed it for a while. Um, I have, you know, if, if you need anyone to talk to or get connected to, you know, I have some resources. Hope Mommies is a great resource for uh, infant loss or uh, miscarriage. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a community of women who have um, all lost babies. Mm. Um, I think that's really good Don't about the not comparing grief because, um, you know, I— I remember in nursing school learning a lot of like, don't say these things to people who have lost a child. And um, that was one of the big things that they would sort of say is like, this this is going to hurt them, whether it seems small to you or not. Right. And um, so don't say really, really stupid stuff if you can help it. Like, you know, they, I mean, like some of the things that they would say, I'm sure people have probably actually uttered these words but it just blew my mind but it would be like um well at least you're still young and you know you can have another baby and it's like what like no or like you have two children already so that should be good like i (laughs) i don't understand people and where they are coming from and i i just i'm like lord help me you know yeah Help me not tell me to correct in a kind way. You know, maybe it's for the best because she would have had a disability. Oh, wow. You know, like, wow. Well, that's hurtful on a whole lot of levels. So, right. Yeah. You know, well meaning as in, you know, but just wow. (laughs) Man. Um, So that would um, kind of go into the next question, but what, but like, obviously, terrible advice that people (laughs) would say, let's try to stay away from that. Um, What advice would you give churches regarding helping um, maybe members who have been through, um, through loss? Yeah. Show up. Like no matter how, like you said, no matter how big or how small this pain is, Mm -hmm. the church members, staff, however, have, have a way to show up. Um, can you, can you tell me what you mean by that? Just in case people, well, I'll give you an example, our example, Mm -hmm. because we weren't connected to a church. We had just moved. Yeah. We had, um, during this time we had like visited the village church, but like Dallas campus, because we thought we might be living in Dallas and the Uh flower man campus because we were in Coppell at the time. And so we were kind of all over the place. And so when we finally, decided to move to Plano was right around the time. It was like October that we found out that, you know, she wasn't going to make it. We had three weeks and all this stuff. And so, um, I was, I was so desperate, um, to talk to someone and Mm -hmm. I emailed, I went to the village church Plano's website and I emailed just the counseling at the, I mean, I don't know if counseling or, you know, support at the village church or something yeah. and i um, expecting not a response, but like I got an immediate response and I, I kind of told them what was going on. And she was like, I, I'm so sorry. I want to meet you like oh, on wow. Sunday. So like I went on Sunday and I met her and then her name is Taryn. 
And then maybe a week later, we had our baby. I mean, we had the stillbirth and I didn't have like, we, we didn't have a service. We didn't have a pastor to come pray for us. We didn't have a community like that yet. And she knew that and she got the pastor and she got an elder and herself and they came the day of Mm. and prayed and, um, were, were with us. We weren't members. We barely even went there. We had gone there one time. Wow. And they were there. Um, God placed them there and they showed up. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know who they were. And then like, I go a few Sundays later and this man that was praying for us was on this stage preaching. I didn't know he was the preacher, you know, pastor. Oh, wow. So, you know, it was just, yeah. they were there. They showed up even though we were like, they didn't know us. Yeah. And um, they saw us, and they mm-hmm. saw our pain, and they knew we needed people. Yeah. And I think that took a lot of vulnerability from you to just email a stranger and say, I, was so I, <laughs> I need help. Yes. I was desperate. Like, I had a friend who knew the pastor of us of our church, so I, like, texted her, and I was like, please get him to, you know, call me, you know, whatever. I need to talk to somebody. And, um, thankfully God, you know, I sent out that email and got Taryn and she really Mm. stepped in that role of the church and praise God for Taryn. Um, so what, I mean, this, you kind of have explained this, but, um, as far as just showing up. So, for friends that want to support people who um, have been through this, obviously we can, we just, we need to, to be present. Like mm-hmm. we need to show up and we need to maybe bring a meal or just come and pray mm-hmm. or just come and sit or, you know, um, what, what else, what other advice would you give for people that want to support? Talk about it. Like, mm-hmm. don't be scared to bring up the loss. Yeah. Or the person that they lost. Mm. Because hearing other people talk about her helped me. Yeah. It made me like, yes, she was a real person. She was my baby. Thank yeah. you for for noticing that and talking about her. And, you know, talking with, you know, being like, you know, asking me, what did she look like? Or I wonder what kind of color eyes she would have had or, you know, things like that is just when friends just showed up and talked about it, Mm. you know, didn't just ignore, but talked about it, you know, by name. Yeah. Still, you know, um, like we got shirts made with her name on it. I mean, I had time to plan. So Mm. I had, you know, I had three weeks. I had a friend make shirts for absolutely free for us. And, with her name on it. And I gave them to everyone. (laughs) Everyone was wearing her shirt. And it was my way of saying, let's talk about her. Yeah. No, let's wear her name on our shirts. Mm. Um, and so when I, when I see my friends and family wearing those shirts still to this day, and Mm -hmm. they know they're going to see me, I love it. I'm like, they didn't change just because they knew I was coming over. They didn't want me to see it or be sad. Like maybe they put it on just cause I was coming. I don't know, but I love seeing people wear those shirts. Um, you know, we didn't mention this, but your, um, maternity photos were like some of the most beautiful ones I've seen. And the fact that you, 
you did them knowing not knowing what the outcome of the pregnancy was going to be, I think is, um, I, th- I think it was just really honoring God in that and like the beauty of this child that's within you. So can you tell us just a little bit about that? Because I think you had a cool story yeah. with that. Yes. So um, I actually did know, like I hadn't, I hadn't thought about maternity photos through all the chaos. And yeah. then when we got the prognosis that she was going to pass in three weeks, that was like the first thing I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to get picture, maternity photos while she's alive. Like that was my thing. I was like, we have to do it. We have to do it ASAP. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, I just ordered this random dress on Amazon and um, I had a friend, like I just asked a friend um, that was a photographer and um, she was unfortunately like out of town, not able to do it in the time frame that we wanted. Yeah. And so then my sister-in-law was like, well, I know a photographer and she just like connected me with this photographer who did them for absolutely free. Mm. Um, and then the photographer that I was going to use, like sent me for the pictures, like, a like a floral, cr- cr- sorry, I can't talk a floral mm-hmm. crown mm-hmm. made out of like real flowers. She or- had it ordered at a floral shop and like they sent it to me. And so Mm -hmm. people were just coming around me like, and just like, I don't know, just covering me, Mm. um, with these gifts and generosity. And, um, and it developed in like the most beautiful, um, you know, photo session. And I, I mean, like, I didn't have anyone do my makeup. I just like slapped on makeup and showed up in this random dress I bought from Amazon that didn't even know if it was going to fit. And, Mm. you know, had this necklace, my sister gave me, um, uh, the giving key necklace that said brave on it. And it had the floral crown and everything. It just all like turned out beautiful. And so I was so thankful for, um, my now friend, Megan, who did those pictures. We've, we hired her to do Shelby's newborn pictures because she's amazing. Um, and the sweetest person on earth. So, um, do you mind sharing maybe a couple of verses that, um, have really stood out to you and helped you with your healing? Yes. Um, I think the one that I meditated on constantly, um, that literally sometimes the only thing I could say to get me out of um, the darkness was um, Psalm 91, four, you know, he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings, you will find refuge. Mm. And um, that was just very comforting to me. I mean, still to this day, I have this tiny little blanket that we had, um, used to hold her and it's the softest blanket. And I, I mean, I sleep with it still. It's just like the soft little lovey and it says her name on it. And it's just like those, I would hold that all the time after losing her. And that's what I held to my chest. And it was like, these are God's feathers, (laughs) this blanket. (laughs) And so that, um, that verse for sure. Um, Psalm four is called a night, a night prayer. And, um, and it, it says like, be angry and do not sin and on your bed. I don't remember it. It's alluding to like being angry and sorrowful in bed at night, but not sinning. And so, you know, I would like cry myself to sleep 
um, night after night. And I loved like when I read Psalm four, like I just kept going back to that over and over again. My whole Bible is like marked up with in the Psalms, especially I put June's initials outside everything in the date. Mm. So like that, that really like got to me that day. Or if I read something that was like, Oh my gosh, that was so helpful. And so now even flipping through, I'm like, Oh, on this date, some, you know, that was a really helpful verse. And so um, I'm glad I had done that because it helps me remember. Mm. Um, Psalm 28, seven, we put on the back of our shirts. I actually don't, don't have it memorized, but it's about um, celebrating and singing a new song. Yeah. Um, And, and so I really wanted something with joy and celebration um, on the shirts. And, you know, that's kind of my main verse. The the verse is the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy and I will see I, and with my song, I will praise him. Yes. Thank you, Steph. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure, like, type that one out. Um, well, and then Isaiah 48, um, the grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord stands forever. Um, that one is is really dear to me. Uh, we ended up cremating and we spread her ashes. We, we went down to Big Bend um, over Thanksgiving. So it happened the, in beginning of November. We went down over Thanksgiving and, and, you know, I just loved that. It was like our gratitude and our thankfulness and um, we spread her ashes and to God's beauty. But it that verse makes me remember that even something like putting her earthly remains into God's like magnificent and majestic beauty that seems bigger than life that is going to fade. And the only thing that is going to stand in its place is God's word and his promises. And um, it gives me a lot of um, comfort. Yeah. That's, that's really beautiful that you're able to, to go and scatter her ashes in such a, a gorgeous place and a time of Thanksgiving. I think that's, that's pretty powerful. Um, so, do you, you mentioned a few of the resources, but can you tell us a few more that um, maybe would be helpful for folks that are dealing yes. with similar loss? Um, so the book for for children, there's mm-hmm. a book, Goodbye to Goodbyes, um, by Lauren Chandler. And it is such a good book. I mean, it's um, talking about Lazarus. And it's talking about when someone that you know passes away that is a Christian going to heaven. Mm -hmm. It's a book about how we might be saying goodbye now, but there's really no more goodbyes. And so I love that book. And it came out maybe just a year ago. And I bought it and I read it to them in the context of June. And um, I love that book. So that's a really good um, resource for children um um the book heaven by randy alcorn Mm -hmm. um if you i mean just to learn more about heaven it has so much so many amazing things we actually bought that book and took it to the hospital and got june's footprints in it Oh wow! Uh, 
so we have that and then my whole my heaven but it's just all marked up i was so like just interested in have, I mean, still am after that, but especially right after it, this book gave me um, just a lot of comfort in knowing that she actually is in this place. It's not just a, a sentiment. Right. She actually is in this place, and this is what she could be experiencing and seeing. And um, A book um, called Holding On to Hope by Nancy Guthrie. Um, Nancy Guthrie is an amazing author and Bible teacher, and she— um, experience, um, loss of two of her babies, Mm. um, holding on to hope is her story and how she held on to hope and, you know, uh, learned about God and kind of got through that. She talks a lot about Job in it. And, um, I love that book. I, I've, I have a way to get copies of that book. I have that book. So if anybody wants that book, oh, wow. That's you can cool. reach out to me. It's yeah. good. It's that good. When I know somebody that is losing a child or lost a child, you know, I, I will give them that book. Um, this might sound silly, but the album Red Sea Road by Ali, Ellie Holcomb. Oh, I love Ellie Holcomb. My, I know. And my friend gave me this album because she was like, this is a really good, you know, music if you're going through something. Mm -hmm. And Stephanie, that CD, CD, yeah, I still listen to CDs. CD, what's up? (laughs) Was on repeat in my car. We, I was commuting really far for my job at the time and taking my kids with me and I listened to that song, those songs over and over again. They gave me so much comfort. Um, my girls know those were like the first songs that they really learned, you know, at like three, four years old, they know that whole album uh, by heart. And it is all I listened to. I only read the Psalms and I only listened to Ellie Holcomb. And, um, but I've I've probably bought that CD maybe like ten times to give to people wow. um, that are going through something. Um, Have you told Ellie Holcomb how instrumental she was to your? Uh, so. <laughs> you should find yeah. her like Instagram or something. I don't know. You should let her know this this album this CD was so powerful to me. Um, <laughs> I, I, if I was a musician, I would always want people to tell me that oh, something okay, was important. Yeah, you should tell her. She seems like she's cool. Like she would want to hang yeah, out. Totally. Like when My you're in Nashville or something. Going to one of her concerts tonight in Austin. I'm jealous. Oh, oh, Jordan yeah. Allen. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize. Okay, so they're, are they coming to Houston soon? I don't know. Maybe. I, sh- I think I looked it up a while ago and I forgot about it. <laughs> um, so I, I may know. have to I go. To see- well, I did get to see her at If Gathering sing that one song, Red Sea Road, but oh, I haven't really yeah. to see her. But um, people, I mean, like, that sounds silly, but you've got to, like, your resource has got to be people. Counseling, church, reach out. Um if you're in the Dallas area, I can connect you to people, um, and one person in particular who really, really helped me, oh, awesome. uh, who has a similar story as me, but she's 12 years down the road mm. and is mature and, you know, in her faith and in telling her story. And it's what she does. She just helps, you know, moms who have gone through loss. Wow. That's so, that's so good that there's, I mean, if people don't share, nobody knows what anybody's going through. And 
they don't know that everything they're feeling is so common and but so important to um to understand and to to you know how to point them back to Jesus and how to help them have hope in the midst of what feels mm-hmm. like such a hopeless situation. So mm-hmm. I'm always thankful for people willing to share because gosh, it's meant so much to me personally. Yeah. Oh, me too. I've learned so much through books or blogs or, you know, just, and other people and sitting across from other people and hearing their stories. Of course. That's awesome. And then Hope Mommies is a really good resource, like I said. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I went to one of their events recently. Like they, they actually like the, the, the tangible thing that they do is like pack boxes of, um, like items that might help like, a Bible, a journal, a candle, lotion, chapstick, all these like beautiful, wonderful items, like a CD for um, the, the mom to get in the hospital after losing a baby. Mm. And so it's one of the first things she gets. And some, some hospitals actually like get a bunch of these and pass them out. And so we went to assemble the boxes. I took my girls and it was recent. Mm-hmm. And there was a girl there who had just gone through um, a unexpected stillbirth at 39 weeks, um, you know, in May and this was in November and she didn't really have anyone to talk to. And she just kind of was sitting there. So I started talking to her and heard her story and I was just like, I'm so glad she came Mm -hmm. and she got connected, you know, cause she didn't have a community. She was going through that for however many months by herself. Wow. And so you have to have a community. You have to open up. Mm-hmm. And since then, of course, I sent her the CD and the book. <laughs> I send everyone. Yeah. So that's good. Um. So changing gears a little bit, but um, just for fun, what is something that you're not very good at? Um. A lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all of us, but uh, one thing I'm, in particular. I'm really not good at singing. Aww. If I was going to pick just one thing of all the many things I'm not good at, because I want to be good at singing. So. Right. Yeah. Do I'm you... not good at seeing a task to completion either. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, there's some conviction there. <laughs> I am totally bad at that. <laughs> Oh yeah. My, my cabinets in my house are like all open. You know, my, the dishwasher is halfway unpacked. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. My coffee's always in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can finish that task. I can drink my coffee, but, um, organizing things or oh, yeah. saying I'm going to do this thing later on. Yeah, no, I'm terrible. at that. <laughs> Um, so what is, one career that you wish you could have? Okay. I would want to own a vintage boutique. Okay. I really just want to get paid to like rummage through thrift stores. Did you have like a blog at one point about this? (laughs) Okay. Cause I, it sounds very familiar. Yeah. (laughs) I did have a blog. You did. Okay. I'm glad that Uh, was you and not someone else I met. Yeah. And it was because I, I didn't sell anything, but I, that was my idea. Like I wanted to find thrift store goods and like vintage things and sell them. I I still have a whole box of them and I'm like, that's probably never going to happen. I need to give these to somebody who actually will use them and appreciate them. Uh Um, I've used some of it, but, um, 
So yeah, I would love, maybe someday I'll actually own a, a vintage boutique or a booth or something in one of those. Like craft fair kind of things? Yeah. Okay, that sounds more doable than owning a boutique. Like, it feels no. like you could you could do that. We're I don't still, see why you not. You sell, like, vintage things on Etsy. I did do that for, like, a minute. You did? <laughs> it wasn't anything that cool, but, like, stuff I found at thrift stores that was, like, see? I sold some jewelry that, um and, like, some, like, cloth and napkins that were really cute <laughs> and things me. like that. Maybe we have a business ahead in our future. <laughs> or maybe I just need a buddy to go to thrift stores with. Right. And we probably would be terrible because neither one can see a task through to completion. No. <laughs> we would not be a thriving business. No, but it would be fun, I think. Yes, it would be fun. That's that's all what it's about. Yeah. Um, well, you... Um, do you have any other encouragement that you'd want to leave our, um, the people listening with? Um, I mean, I've said it so many times, <laughs> share your story. Oh. Um, your trials don't happen in vain, mm. you know, only you know, owning and telling your story, um, encourages other people, but it's a huge part of your own healing process. Right. You know, and, and telling our story, even if the story is, something overcoming sin not overcoming grief you know overcoming sin don't let that sin sit there in the darkness you know shed light on that past sin you know that's how we get over like that's how shame will grow there in the darkness we got to shed light on it so that our sin and our shame can be overcome amen and shame and it allows you to take a step towards obedience to God and healing of yourself and, and helping others. Mm. That's so good. I, I mean, that's, that's why this podcast exists is to, mm. you know, talk through stuff that people have been going through. And yes. um, I'm so glad you're doing this, Stephanie. Oh, I, I loved listening. Oh, oh thank you loved so much. I, I've loved it. And I think it's, um, it was something that's, that scares me a lot to do. Um, and I'm on the, probably the easier end, but just, um, oh. I, every time I'm like, yes, we need to tell this more. Like we need to be, um, doing this because I mean, like the enemy wants us to just sit and to isolate and to, um, to, you know, get depressed about what we're going through and, and yeah. maybe, maybe maybe to even pity ourselves and God wants to do something great from it. And as long as we're, you know, really um, focused inwardly and um, just feeling sorry for ourselves, which, I mean, there's always a reason you can feel sorry for yourself. Like, you know, my, my day has been terrible because X, Y, and Z. But um, I think when we, when we take that step back and we try to get a little bit of the perspective that God has on things and we begin to look at things with new eyes and we begin to, um, you know, allow God to be glorified with that. We're, you just see so much more and you yeah. see it in a very different way, in a way that transforms your life, in a way mm -hmm. that brings life rather than death. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. So thank, I'm, thank you for doing this, Stephanie. Thank you for providing the opportunity for me and for so many other people to share their stories because it's you're taking a step of obedience. I know it was probably scary and probably still is scary <laughs> having yeah. a podcast, um, but you do it so well. 
And God is using you. you. So I thank you for that. Well, thanks so much for coming. And, um, or... (laughs) You didn't really come. You're on Skype. Thanks so much for calling and chatting. And um, and thank you for just being vulnerable. Um, I really appreciate that. I know so many other people do. Well, thank you so much for reaching out and asking me to come on. It's been it's been a pleasure. I think Lauren's story is just incredible because of how God was moving through the whole situation. He mourned with her and her family as they grieved the loss of this baby, and he took this tragedy and brought about an incredible intimacy with himself. God is so faithful. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen. Remember to subscribe to The Faithful Podcast so that you don't miss an episode. Have a great week, and remember to stay faithful.